This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Football. Great cash, homie. And away we go. Yes, and away we go on this Feedback Friday live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Purple Daily is Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Presented by our friends at Quick Trip. It's Phil Mackey. It's Judd Zolgad. It's our executive producer, Declan Goff. And it's all of your questions, concerns, comments, critiques. It's a feedback Friday where we basically turn the show over to you guys and uh, get through as many questions as we can here. So the best place to hit us up throughout the week is the feedback tab in the Score North app. That's the easiest way to email us. We also monitor the YouTube comment section and other various things on social media. Guys, it kind of feels like the fan base was so deflated after the Kirk Cousins injury, rightfully so, because they were building something. They won a bunch of games to get back to 500, and then, boom, Kirk Cousins goes down. And then Joshua Dobbs comes in, and they, they come from behind in the second. It, it feels like, and I don't know how sustainable it's going to be with, with Josh Dobbs, but it feels like there's a renewed sense of optimism, energy among this fan base this week. That's, that's my read so far this week. Yeah, you know, uh, since the um, KOC comment and away we effing go, which I believe came after the first win against Carolina, this team is five and one. This team is five and one. And, and I think the so I think there was a renewed optimism uh, before the Falcons game. But I think what the Falcons game did was it sort of drove home the point that this team has like now has fortune and and, you know, they're not making mistakes on its side. And so, yeah, I think that anytime you get a story like Josh Dobbs, especially, and it probably has to be at that position, it energizes the fan base. Like, mm-hmm. like we love, and I, I think this is true of sports fans across the country, not just here, but we love stories like this, right? Like oh, underdog, man. underdog quarterback comes into game and oh my God. Yeah. He screws up, but he also leads a win. Um, these type of stories are what makes sports fun. And then I will continue to give a ton of credit to the head coach. I think the head coach's ability to keep this team together in the face of adversity, like this year is full of potholes. Last year, you came back and won a lot of games. So I guess you did have bumps in the road in games, but a year ago, it felt like most bounces went your way a lot of things like you didn't have a lot of off the field problems you didn't have you know Justin Jefferson out for 
four games. So I think O'Connell's ability to keep this team on track and to create this story makes this team fun now. Yeah, it's it's cool to see like you have the backup QB come in and Patrick Royce on our Unchained episode on Friday said, you know, he comes in there the first two plays, pukes all over himself, and we all thought, oh boy, this is going to be a tough one to watch. And then he kind of rebounds. He's processing everything. Uh, but I mean, yeah, how can you how can you not root for a guy who literally comes off the bench cold, is doing snap cadences with everyone on the sidelines because he doesn't even know everybody's name? Hey, guy, you know, make sure you're open over here and whatnot. So it was just such a unique story, and the winning streak certainly helps. And you know, this soft part in their schedule too, I think, creates a lot of a lot of optimism among the fans as well. And I, I can tell you that uh, this batch of feedback here that we have compiled is very optimistic there are some reality checks in here but before we dive into some of the questions here let's cheers to another weekend of vikings football our friends at surly with their before i die lager judd zolgan oh yeah it's back on track ladies and gentlemen it's back you know for a while there we thought okay before i die from surly an outstanding beer but you know let's call a spade a spade the mission is sort of off for 2023 uh-uh not so fast my friends when you are sipping a before i die on the couch uh or in your favorite watering hole watching the game on sunday guess what the mission alive and well before i die which speaks to of course what we want from the purple but also what we want from our beer which is an outstanding beer surly brewing they are always on point. They never make a mistake, a fumble. Uh-uh. They they have the beer that you want to be drinking Sunday. Okay, we'll start with Six Rulers chimes in here and says, Hey, guys. So I listen every day, and for the most part, I would say I agree with Declan, the least out of you three. But after listening to Thursday's show, I have to admit, I agree with Declan's hot take that this Vikings team with Dobbs at the helm could legitimately make it to the Super Bowl with the comparison to the 49ers from 10 years ago. This team is starting to feel a little bit special. Joshua Dobbs' arm brings an element to the quarterback. Uh, oh, wait. Josh Dobbs brings in element, not his arm, just Josh Dobbs, okay. uh, to the quarterback position. I feel we sorely lacked with Cousins. His mobility, intelligence, and all-around attitude makes this team more dangerous than when Kirk was driving the ship. Is it too early to say that after one game of yes. Joshua Dobbs? Okay. Yes, yes, please. Slow. Look, this could this could be fun, and I like a lot of things that we are, are seeing, including don't forget too the defense is is doing exactly what it didn't do a year ago, which is holding up its end of the bargain in a big way. Uh, but yes, I think it is uh, way premature. Like, let's see Dobbs have three games where he cleans up the uh, mistakes but that doesn't mean that this can't be fun so so like i do i do want to make this very clear i'm not raining on the parade i don't know a super bowl is a possibility it probably is not but that does not mean that you shouldn't be enjoying this because yeah flat out this week has been fun it's a great yeah, story i think too like there there's a there's a new podcast that launched like five or six weeks ago with joshua dobbs and trey smith from the kansas city chiefs and a couple other guys and little did they know that this the whole thing was going to blow up like this and he was going to get traded to the Vikings. But but on the Monday episode they recorded this week, it's called the Torchbearers Podcast, if you want to check that out. It's on Apple and Spotify. And uh, and they just spend the whole show, basically, 30 minutes, asking Joshua Dobbs, who's sitting in his hotel room across from the Vikings practice facility, what was that like, right? 
And my biggest takeaways are he's wildly intelligent, but he's also sort of funny. He's you, you can tell why teammates yeah. love him at every stop, and you can tell why when the Vikings front office and Kevin O'Connell were thinking about who can we bring in an emergency that like through their process of scouting him over the years, they like oh Joshua Dobbs would fit in perfectly. I think it's a step too far to say this journeyman quarterback that's been with, I think, five different teams since the start of the 2022 offseason in his late 20s is all of a sudden like, oh, he's he's better than Kirk Cousins, who's one of the 12 best quarterbacks in the world right now, maybe even one of the eight to nine best quarterbacks in the world before the injury. But there is something about him, and you saw how teammates, like, throughout, they didn't even know him before the game, really, and as the game's going on, Justin Jefferson's coming up to him on the sidelines, and they're hoisting him up on their shoulders, you can see how he fits into the fabric of this whole thing. And you can see how he was able to just process a ridiculous amount of information in a short amount of time in a way that, you know, worked out for the Vikings. So I'm, I am a huge fan after getting to know him sort of from afar here of Joshua Dobbs. I, I do think it's, it's aggressive to say like, Oh, he's, they found a replacement for Kirk cousins here. Uh, There's more where this came from, by the way, this optimism is overflowing here. Troy Belcher chimes in watching KOC operate with a mobile quarterback last week was probably the most fun I've had watching a Vikings game since Brett Favre was at the helm in 2009. Wow. I think if nothing else, I mean, that's a last year we had the comeback against the Colts. We had that. That's Bills a bold game. place to go. Interesting. Okay. There's the, the Keenum year and that defense. He says, if nothing else, we could possibly be in for not only a very entertaining last half of the season, but a peek into the future of what the Vikings offense will look like with a quarterback that can move. Not to take anything away from Kirk in the season he was having before the injury, but I think Dobbs showed us last week what heights this offense can get to with a quarterback that isn't a statue in the pocket, and that was without the best wide receiver in the league. I mean, they did have the highest scoring game of their season, so it's interesting. Yeah, I, th- this is what and, and look, it doesn't have to be Dobbs. Hall could come come back um, at some point in time. But this is what I said with Kirk out. And this is not to say that Kirk is bad, because that's what everyone wants to hear. Kirk is bad. I Judd thinks Kirk sucks or Mackie thinks that he's no, garbage. You think he's garbage. This this is to say this is a this is a glimpse and and win or lose. This is what excites me the most about this test drive for at least almost certainly the remainder of the season, the test drive of exactly what O'Connell can accomplish when he, when he probably a week ago literally went into his office, opened up the playbook and, and blew dust off like pages 60 through 90. Cause you can't use them with Kirk and that's not Kirk's fault. It's just not Kirk. Yeah. So, so yes, I, I am, if there's one thing, if this team does now, regress a bit one thing i'm interested about it is what o'connell can accomplish and what we can see from a quarterback who can use his legs because that's just not part of what kirk does uh jeremy berg oh go ahead go go i was gonna say what what i what i loved about josh dobbs's ability is is his intelligence can take him super far right like there's there's two different types of quarterback intelligence one that's just if you're a quarterback you are naturally gifted and and you can have the you know the ability to stay in the league for a little bit here even if you're not a starter but josh is obviously intelligence and awareness and situations put him even on another level like i think every time we say he's a smart quarterback well a lot of people that play quarterback are very smart it's an incredibly hard position to play 
but obviously Josh Dobbs' intelligence, being a NASA guy, aerospace engineer, takes him to a new level, right? Like that part of his game alone can keep him in the league, and he's been in it since, what, 2017? Can keep him in this league for a very long time. There is a question later. We'll get to it before the end of the episode here, but it kind of puts into context, like, okay, if he continues to play really well, is there a comp in the NFL going into 2024? And we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to that. But Jeremy Berg says, I know it's not likely, but what if the Vikings win the Super Bowl? I can't imagine how Kirk would feel with us winning without him. Would he still put the Lombardi trophy in his special room? Because he has that like that area in his... Mm-hmm. Right, we saw that on Netflix. It's hidden. It's like a closet door, and then it opens up to all this fantastic um, Kirk statues and footballs, memorabilia. Yeah, Jer- Jeremy says Kirk would have to sign somewhere else probably if, if that happens. I mean, I, I guess I haven't thought that far ahead of like, what if the Vikings win the Super Bowl with Josh Dobbs? But that well, would be it, awesome. And I, you know, you know, Drew Bledsoe once got hurt and Tom Brady took over. That's, I can't believe I just said that out loud because now people are going to be like, yeah. Mackie thinks you Josh know, Dobbs is Tom Brady. I don't want to be a party pooper here, but just to slow our roll a bit, like Josh Dobbs oh, has been around with a bunch of teams. Which, look, every team that Dobbs has played for has not been stupid. So, like, in the case of the Cardinals, they are pretty dumb. But, yeah. you know, Josh Dobbs has, has not kept or won a starting job in lots of places. So, so let's wait and, and see. The one thing, though, that I, I would say that if Josh Dobbs does uh, start to struggle a bit, do not dismiss again the reemergence of Jaron Hall. Don't dismiss this. He has a concussion, okay? He's coming back. He yeah. that this is not like a broken leg or or like Kirk and Achilles. So so this so like keep your mind open to the fact that they're actually if Josh Dobbs falls off here in the next week or two and Hall could, can come back, the Jaron Hall thing, it lasted 11 plays. It might not be dead and honestly, if that's the case, I would not be um, opposed at all to seeing him get a shot to. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, if if Dobbs sputters a little bit, there's a there's a good chance you could see both those guys down the stretch. We'll see. Jamie Rask wants to pour a little cold water on here, which I think is a good thing. He says, has everyone lost their minds? Just because Dobbs comes in and has a good game doesn't mean he is Tom Brady. So thank you, Jamie. He's won two games out of his last 10, and four teams have passed on him. That's, I mean, kind of like he's a backup. So teams aren't like getting sick of him and passing on him. They're just for contractual reasons or otherwise. The Cardinals are like, we got Kyler Murray. We got your contracts coming up. If we can get a draft pick for it, great. However, uh, he says, I'm in wait and see mode. So there's no disappointment. If Dobbs crashes and burns, a lot of fans are in for a huge disappointment. Let's see what he has on a weekly basis before people go all in on him. That's yes. Very level-headed. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Hater. This person's a hater, a Dobbs hater. <laughs> Must be a cousin's crusader. Shane M chimes in here and says, if Kirk does sign for 2024, does the amount he signs for get added to the 2024 void year amount? If it does, how much could the, could that influence the Vikings decision to bring him back? So the answer is Yes. What the Vikings did in order to... So Kirk would have had the number one highest cap hit in the NFL in 2023. 
it was it was like a forty eight million dollar cap hit or something ridiculous. So they cut that almost in half. They so they put twenty eight million or twenty seven million of it. He's already paid. Kirk is with signing bonuses and his salary this year. For accounting purposes, the Vikings took twenty eight million and put it into two thousand twenty four. They created a, what's called a void year. Right. So for their for their bookkeeping and their salary cap. They owe $28 million of Kirk Cousins' salary to the cap next year, whether he's on the team or not. If Kirk signs, the Vikings don't get to be like, well, hey, you know what? You're already on the books for $28 million, so what if we make it 10 for you? He's No, he's going to say, well, that's your accounting problem. The way you guys handle the accounting is your thing. Mm-hmm. I still want to get paid as much as I possibly can. So whether he signs for a big discount or whether he signs for $40 million a year, you'd still have to account for the $28 million in leftover cap hit. Under cap, yep. Rolled into that new contract. Yes, yes, which is why I, I think that Kirk would have to play for less than Kirk is going to want to. And so it would be bringing Kirk back financially if Kirk wants to get paid again, especially at the age of, what, 35 going on 36, coming off an Achilles, would be would make for, a, I think, a very tough negotiation especially if you're going to try to bring Daniil back and now you're going to have to pay Jefferson because you're, you're going into the fifth year option of his contract so that's why I think just from a contractual standpoint unless Kirk took a real real haircut on his next contract which I'm not sure he's going to be willing to do I think it gets to be a really difficult negotiation yeah and the other thing too is if you're the Vikings because Kirk has just played every single game for you, and last year he played every game, and then you know, the first half of this season, if he would have kept playing every single game at a high level and you wind up making the playoffs, you you don't know what your team and offense looks like in a non-Kirk world. So you'd probably be more beholden to like just cave into a contract discussion, right? Okay, yeah. well, I guess we we don't really know what this car drives like without him driving it, so... It's too risky to move into a different driver now, but if they get a chance now, and now maybe they find out over the next you know seven, eight games that, okay, that was a fun game against Atlanta, but the drivers they have in-house here are careening off the you know Which, the rails and into yeah, trees and stuff, and then like the, lever, the leverage goes back to Kirk in that spot. But if Joshua Dobbs plays at a pretty good level or Jaron Hall plays at a pretty good level, maybe not a Kirk level, but like, hey, we can still get to the playoffs and win some games with other quarterbacks. I think it makes them less likely to just like, oh, blank check. What do you want from us? How's your recovery going, right? Mm-hmm. Dave Hines chimes in and says, maybe this is a little reckless speculation here. A little reckless. Reckless speculation. Seeing how the Vikings won games, four of them actually, without Justin Jefferson, does that make you more willing to trade him if you knew you would get one of the two best quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. So by trading him, you would move up no lower than drafting second in this hypothetical reckless. Well, speculation right now, that means I can make a trade with Chicago, which owns Carolina's first round pick, which is a real problem if you're the Panthers, but that's a different story for a different day. That was a win-win and, for the Bears last night, yeah, well, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. We can beat the Panthers and help our draft stock, or we can lose to the Panthers and help our draft stock. It'll be great. I'm not sure about you boys. I did not watch a second of that, that no, game. I was watching no. Wild 
and then I watched hockey, and then I went to bed and said, I don't need to watch this crap. We went, um, the Mackies went to the Hewing rooftop for a couple uh Oh, Hewing. Cocktails. I've heard good things about the Hewing. Great, great spot. Love, yeah. yeah, great spot. I've great been to the bar downstairs, but not the the upstairs. That's get nice. up to that upstairs bar, man. It's okay, good, all good right. I watched the Wild Game and Paul Blart Mall Cop on Netflix, one of the cinematic classics of our generation. That's oh, that's what Blart. I did last night. Paul Blart, it's mm-hmm. been a while. That's a throwback. Now. Kevin James, uh, right? Kevin James. Mm-hmm. Give me some Kevin James. Okay, if I could get the first overall pick, I might consider it. But I am not actively. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't care if it's four four games. I am not actively looking to trade. Jefferson I'm not sure about you know if somebody if the Bears come to me and say hey we will give you the number one pick and then it's in division so there's some tax there like it gets to be a little bit of a dicey conversation but I am not I am not going to be picking up the phone at any point in time and saying well we don't really need Justin so that's my personal opinion is that unless I got called and blown away I'm not trying to trade him no way I think I think the emergence of Addison, I'm not going to put Addison on the same level as Jefferson, but Addison looks like a very good wide receiver, right? It makes you think a little bit harder about $30 million a year, especially if this is the other thing too. Like I want to know how much am I going to have to allot for a quarterback over the next three to five years? If I, if, if that front office knows right now, Hey, Regardless of what happens the rest of the season, we are drafting a quarterback in the first or second round, and we are going to commit to that guy on a cheap rookie contract. If that is their plan right now, okay, I'm going to overspend a little bit, splurge on Justin Jefferson. I'm committing to a Christian Derrissaw contract. I'm probably re-signing Daniil Hunter through age 31 because I now I have the affordability without paying 40 or $50 million to a quarterback to, to keep these guys around. But if if I'm committing to Kirk Cousins for two more years and it's going to be, maybe it's a little bit of a discount because he tore his Achilles. Maybe it's 30 or 40 million instead of $50 million a year. Right. Right. Well, I don't know that I can afford all of these other guys. Then I'm almost certainly saying goodbye to Daniil Hunter. Then I'm maybe entertaining a, a trade of Jefferson. But if you trade Jefferson can, would Cousins at age 36 be able to overcome not having Justin Jefferson? Like Patrick Mahomes could with, with Tyree kill gone. Right. So, I got a, a quarterback. Is I have to start with what are we doing at quarterback? Okay, we're going cheap. We're going first or second round. Now I can overspend on some of these other positions. There's there's eight games left. These eight games, in my opinion, will go a long way towards determining the answer to that question. Not necessarily because of how the internal options play, but because of how the internal coach coaches. If Kevin O'Connell can pull this off, you are going to gain a lot of confidence in his ability to take a quarterback and have success so like that that's the difference I mean I keep going back to it but he was hired because of this because they were and and they they were tired rightfully so of the fact that Rick Spielman literally one day threw up his damn hands and said I can't do it I'm gonna go sign Kirk because I can't find a quarterback if you now have a guy that can develop them in your building do you know the confidence there so like I, I don't think that we should look past that perhaps the most important quarterback in TCO only throws passes in practice for fun. Is that Maya? Maya uh, passes for fun. On no, the she's right now. No, she's agreeing with me. She's like, Oh my God, uncle, uncle pop pop over there. Actually, right. You know what she's doing? She's like, Hey, it's been like an hour and a half since I've had Nutrisource. I'm like, okay, can we wait five minutes? I was feeding the dog Nutrisource today. 
she tricked us yesterday morning. She we we both wound up feeding her breakfast because we just one of the rare miscommunications Oops. between the Mackies. But uh, yeah, Nutrisource is the official dog and pet food of Purple Daily and Score North boys. Stella, right there. I t- told you a couple d- days ago. I not only uh, got her a bunch of food at my local Chuck and Don's, but I also got her another two bags of the training rewards treats because she absolutely loves those too. And I'm guessing that boy right there. I'm guessing oh, he likes he likes boy. the meals and the treats. Am I right, Declan? Oh, the little proper boy crosses his paws. Look at him. He'll he'll do a shake. You know, do he'll do a little dance. He'll cross the paws. He'll do just about anything for uh, for a little bite of some of that Nutrisource. Nutrisource chicken and rice is uh, the go-to food here. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com if you want to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. All right. Hey, can you guys in the chat, can you still hear and see me as our technical gremlins play games with us? Hopefully you can because we're going to shout out our friends over at Quick Trip helping power this Feedback Friday edition. Okay, you got me. You got me. So those guys are out. Sounds good. Uh, Quick Trip. You can find Quick Trips all around the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota area. Uh, in fact, my wife and I actually went to Quick Trip on uh, Sunday before that purple game against Atlanta. And we just said, let's go. We're going to get some uh, some Kruba coffee. And uh, we'll get maybe a couple snacks, a couple breakfasts. We wound up buying groceries for like the first three days of the week. So Quick Trip is the official convenience store and gas station of Purple Daily. We appreciate them jumping on board here. And I'm just going to keep plowing through Feedback Friday while we wait for the Internet Gremlins to uh, stop attacking Declan and Judd. All right? Flying this plane solo right now. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Let's see here. Uh, J Mambo Franzmeyer. How about some reckless speculation for Feedback Friday? Yes. How about some? Reckless speculation. I spent the first half of my life in Minnesota and the second half in Chicago. So I've watched a lot of Bears football. It's obvious that the Bears are going to move off of Justin Fields after this year. So how do we feel about trading for him this offseason? I can't imagine they'd want uh, much for him, and they clearly don't believe in him anymore. Uh, If anyone got him out of his own head, it could be Kevin O'Connell. Plus, he's a perfect fit for the system that we want to run. Anyways, I think you guys are coming back. Apparently, I was fine the whole time. You guys. What the heck? (laughs) What happened? What happened there? I thought it was me, but then everyone's like, we can hear Mackie as he's just staring at the screen. So here's where we're at with Feedback Friday. Would you entertain buying low on Justin Fields? Oh, no. No, no, yeah. no, 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 I'm Team Dex here. What, what's the contract now? Three three years left, including a, a fifth-year option? Is he in his second season, right? Uh, third, right? Okay. Third. I, I side with Declan here. I don't think I would. No, I'm, I'm not taking a chance on him. I know, I, you know, people were high. The Vikings were very high on him. In the draft, the Spielman area that was, um, but I no, I'd, I'd much rather go and get your own guy in this year's draft or 
continue to roll with Josh Dobbs or find another stopgap, I'm staying away from Justin Fields. I mean, I think once a guy gets like that far into it, he's third year. Now the value of his contract is not what it would have right. been. I would just assume draft someone in the late. I'd rather draft like a late first round quarterback and have all five years of a rookie scale deal. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, even though the price tag to get Justin Fields might not be a lot, it's going to be higher because you're in the division. You know, you're going to pay an in-division tax to get a quarterback because there would still be a chance that the Bears would have to see him revived twice a year. So I don't know, man. Like, I get the premise that, hey, the the Bears for 50 years have been awful at developing quarterbacks. It doesn't matter who the front office is, the coach. There's something about that franchise. They just, they just ruin quarterbacks. So putting Justin Fields in a better environment, I see the logic there. I don't know that that's the horse I would pick to bet on, though. If Kevin O'Connell said... I love the kid. Like, here's what's wrong. Here's what I, I can fix. I would certainly listen to Kevin O'Connell there. But, yeah, I, I'm with Declan. My first inclination would, would not be Justin Fields. Let's steal him from the Bears. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Corey Larson. It's just a ton of quarterback questions this week because, you know, it's a, it's a wide open blank canvas right now. So, Corey Larson says, if Josh Dobbs plays fairly well for the rest of the season, how much money would he get paid in the offseason? Now, I saw this question come in, and so I had a chance to sort of do some thinking on this. I'm springing it on you guys. Mm-hmm. But the first name that came to my head, so Dobbs is like late 20s. He's like 28, I want to say. And he was a third or a fourth round pick. Geno Smith was a second round pick back in 2013. Now, he got more of a chance to start at the beginning of his career, kind of flamed out, and then became a backup. Dobbs was never, like, drafted as a – he didn't get to start for, like, two or three years, and that's it. But both those guys were sort of, like, journeyman backups, collecting dust. Geno Smith gets to Seattle, and he was 31 years old when he started getting some run with uh, the Seahawks. But he puts up a great season last year. He he actually wound up finishing first in the league in completion percentage. He had a passer rating over 100. Mm-hmm. He had a top 10 QBR, 30 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Like, just a really good season, objectively. Uh, he was the comeback player of the year, 10th in MVP voting, a pro bowler. So just a really big pop-up season. And he winds mm-hmm. up signing a three-year, $75 million contract with basically, like, two years of guarantees, I want to say. So... If Dobbs played really, really well, and that contract for Gino, by the way, ranks uh, 18th among quarterback salaries. Would you guys, like, let's say Dobbs plays his ass off and the Vikings get to the playoffs. He said, you know what? I'll do three years, $75 million, two guaranteed. So you're basically paying him $25 million a year, and he would be outside the top 15 in quarterback salaries. $30 million less a year than the top quarterbacks in the league. Would I do that? If he got to the playoffs and won a couple of playoff games, I might. Beyond that, no, I would not. I, I would want to have a situation where, look, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but if if uh, O'Connell can get the best from Dobbs, I guess my question is what, what could he get from a younger, higher-drafted QB, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, this this is sort of the the – in trying to buy stocks, if this is a game of buying quarterback stocks. I'm very intrigued – what the guy buying stocks in this case KOC can do. So if Dobbs got to the playoffs and made like the conference championship game, that would definitely change my thinking, but anything short of that, 
I'm probably going to be inclined to defer to hold on a second here. This guy is truly a quarterback whisperer, which we still don't know yet. Yeah, I I would need less money there. I would need I, I would need less money there, and even if that means more guaranteed money um, up front in that first year, I I would probably be in on that. But I, I think that's a little too much money for me, a little too much rich for my blood. And as mm-hmm. stiff stiff Richard pointed out there in the comment section, Dobbs is going to lay an egg this Sunday, and this the discussion is going to be completely different on Monday. There is a very good chance. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, say. Could so happen. That, that is definitely a possibility. Could happen. Could happen. Um, let's see here. Nicholas Nelson. I personally really enjoy the conversations and the realism you guys express in your content. One of my complaints as I was growing up as a Vikings fan is nobody was realistic about what was happening with the team. Every talking head was like Paul Allen in that in, in all of his content, nothing but purple positivity and hopeful dreams. The realism and down and dirty propositions are the exact kind of conversations being held by the front office. And I appreciate it. This is a long rambling message, but I felt the need to express my appreciation for the three of you and your willingness to experience such hate and vitriol on the internet and still be so entertaining in each and every episode. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you. I thought that was concise. I thought that was very clear and concise, not long and rambling. I edited for, it was probably three times as long. Okay, that's long and rambling. You want me to read the rest of the praise? No, 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 no. (laughs) I thought thought he just thought he was rambling, and he wasn't, but no. Slicing sentences. Nice work. off words. So, yeah, sometimes, you know, we, we could use the validation from time to time. So thank mm-hmm. you, Nicholas. Okay. Uh, Sam Rambo. Sam Rambo chimes oh, in. Oh, Sam. Sam. John's I want to highlight John's brother, Sam, or son, yep. or nephew. I want to highlight something from Sunday's game against the Falcons. Not one false start, not one delay of game. Yep. I watched the Bills and Bengals game where the Bills shipwrecked a few drives with those penalties. Dobbs spent two minutes with an O-line he had never met, spit out play calls he had never heard before, and yet was flawless in that aspect. What this tells me is this team is dialed in. Dobbs is really calm under pressure as well. Nobody should say he's a superstar yet, but a very good combo to have in this league. Okay, let's... Let's speak uh, in in realistic terms here, though, because he did the, this uh, safety, and then what the two uh, fumbles that he had were because he panicked, like they were bad plays. Um, I do think the ability, though, to eventually say screw it and just start to run helps a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see what Josh Dobbs does now with eight, a week of practice, which I think that the masses think, oh, but he has a week of practice; he's going to be improved he's going to be a better version of the guy that we saw on uh sunday i would say be careful of saying that because there's something to be said for throwing in the fight into the fire and saying what the f and that's sort of what he did so there's things to be gleaned here and learn i do like the fact though that it felt like after the second uh turnover that josh dobbs had that he did just Basically, Or O'Connell said, hey, dude, you know what? When in doubt, take off and run. It's fine. We'll fix this. Once, But now with it being fixed, I think that there's a big curiosity from me how that's going to look. And 
they have been really good at being a lot more disciplined, like, you know, taking false start penalties, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, you know, th- those are just can absolutely kill you. And look, are you going to get flagged sometimes? Of course, you can get flagged if a defensive back, you know, isn't turned around and you get called for PI, you know, naturally, you know, penalties are going to happen. But avoiding those false starts, avoiding not letting your emotions get the best for for an unsportsmanlike conduct, like that's a product of coaching, and it, then it trickles down to your players. And that part has been a has not been an issue, I guess, for for the Vikings all season. Yeah, they they seem this was a trend. Remember, we were looking at like the last year of Zimmer, and then the first year of Kevin O'Connell, and the Vikings just did not commit like offensive false start and holding penalties. Um. I think they started the season. It took them like five or six games to get a holding penalty or something last year. Last year, it did. It did. So yeah. they they definitely, regardless of who the quarterback is, remember, was it the 2021 season? The season started, oh, yeah. was it at Cincinnati? Yeah, against the And Bengals. the season started with like three false starts on the first drive. And yeah. some of that's on CJ Ham, first play. Yeah. And I remember kind of coming out saying, well, of course, I'm the Kirkator, right? Like, false starts are because of miscommunication in the huddle, miscommunication at the line. So your you know, coaching staff can get blamed, but doesn't your quarterback also have to have you know some uh, blame to to take in that situation? But whatever, whether, whether it was quarterback coaching, you know, if a backup can come in not knowing the system and not have false starts, and I think they dropped one snap in that game, so. Uh, Alex Gandini says, I just discovered Scornorth on YouTube last week after searching for Vikings news. Uh, here's where it turns interesting. I'm from Brazil. My father worked for 3M for 25 years. And so we, uh, myself and my sons Enzo and Luca, have become huge twins and Vikings fans. So, nice. Alex, thanks for discovering us. You're awesome. And Enzo and Luca, we appreciate you guys. Let's see here. Uh, David Bruss says, guys, I love your show. However, don't get soft. Super Bowl or bust. I watch the show because of the cry for accountability and the flag waving. We need to win a championship. So is this a Super Bowl or bust situation right now without Kirk Cousins? With Kirk, I said no, but I agree with the point. Like like the the point is, yes, the, the ultimate goal every year is to win a championship. Um. Don't get don't soft we, on us, Judd. I don't. don't so hold on a second here. S-A-W-F-T. Hold on a second so here. Soft. The, the Josh Dobbs story is a lot of fun. And I think to rain on the parade of that completely would, would be unnecessary. But that being said, yes, the end goal remains the same. But remember, at least from my standpoint, I've said this for a long time. I don't think Kirk Cousins will ever win a Super Bowl with any team. So it's not like, in my opinion, the guy that got so close. Yeah. If Kirk, if Kirk Cousins had melted down like in an NFC Championship game on the doorstep of a Super Bowl berth, as tough as that would be to watch, um, I might say, well, he got him there though. Like they were there. He never even come close. So I, I guess I'm not going soft in the, the fact that I think Josh Dobbs and Kirk Cousins have about the same opportunity to win a Super Bowl, because I don't think Kirk is going to ever get close to it. Yeah, I feel... He checked down on fourth and eight, guys. That's the thing. I feel the same way in my soul and core about Kirk. It's it's conflicting because everybody wants to paint everything as a black and white. Like I think there's room to say Kirk Cousins is one of the eight to 12 best quarterbacks in the world, and he's better now than he was when the Vikings signed him six years ago, 
and he was probably playing at his best level right before the injury in those last couple of games. And I feel like when the pressure is cranked up the absolute most against the best teams in the NFL and you need your quarterback not to avoid blame for a loss, but to be the reason why he covers up for some of the deficiencies, the solution to getting your team over the top, I don't believe he has that in his belly deep down inside. I don't see him. And at at this point, he's never come anywhere close to a conference championship game, let alone a Super Bowl, right? Is it his fault always that his teams don't rise up to that level in the playoffs? Not necessarily. Right. Has he ever been enough of a solution and enough of a great player, et cetera, et cetera, to carry a team to that level? No, and I, I'm kind of with you, man. Like, So as we sit here and discuss, what are their options for next year? It's like I would be interested in a discounted version of Kirk Cousins because now I can build my roster up even more. Right. But at the end of the day, when you're facing a great pass rush right. and you're on the road and it's the second round of the playoffs and you're getting punched in the mouth, and it's fourth down and eight, and the season's on the line. What's your level of faith, man? Like, I don't know that he has the DNA. And I, I think the most fair thing to say about this show, this show is we are not about absolution. Like, I'm not looking for, well, it's not Kirk's fault. Or it's not, you know, when they got off to a bad start and they're fumbling the damn football, there's problems. I'm not looking to say, well, I can't really blame this guy or that guy. My whole thing in sports is you can blame everyone if they're not if they're not doing what they are paid to do. And right now they're on a roll. They're playing well. And I remain the most excited about the fact that I think they've got a guy now that can develop qu- quarterbacks. And he's going to get a really long look at potentially at least a couple of options. Uh, Me Panther chimes in here and says, Kirk has left the building. Move on. But that's not true yet, necessarily. No, he's in the uh, me Panther. He's in the building a lot. Yeah, like he's, he's trying to rehab and the get and better. The, the leaders of the team before the Atlanta game came out and said we'd really be interested in bringing him back, especially Kevin O'Connell. Quasi yeah. was a little bit more. It takes two to tango. Yeah, but Kevin O'Connell said, "I really want him back." Now Kevin O'Connell has yet to really see his offense with a different quarterback. So, like, this is Kevin O'Connell dating for the first time as a head coach, right? <laughs> It's like, well, I really wasn't I looking you, yeah. to get out of my relationship, but you know, something, you know, my uh, the left. gal, the gal I was seeing tore her ACL on our date, yeah, and now she left. can't. Or Achilles, yeah. And so now he's, he's like forced into speed dating. Now and he's like, you know what? There's uh, other fish in the sea. This is interesting. It's, we'll see. It's his first opportunity since ar- arriving here to be at the quarterback buffet. Man, he's looking at he's he's like, well, previously I only ate steak, and now they're like, no, hold on, dude. There's more yeah. options here. Yeah, you had glazed old country buffet, oh, old man. country buffet. That's what this is. LCB. Little Dobbs, little Dobbs, little Hall. <laughs> you never know some Mullins. Ooh, this Mullins is pretty good. It's tasty. <laughs> quarterback buffet. Uh, the quarterback buffet. Um, let's shout out our friends before we get to a couple more feedback questions here. Speaking of, uh, food and buffets, Park Tav, man, Park Tav. I don't know if they have, they have, do they have buffets at Park Tav ever? Oh, let me tell you about St. Louis Park. Oh, that's a great, that's a great segue, my man, because not only, not only do they, but there you're looking at the eat, drink, bowl party. How about this one? Park Taverns, Thanksgiving, uh, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., let me give you what the spreads are, boys, okay? Let me tell you what the spreads are. 
Because we're going to have turkey, veggies, mashed potatoes and gravy, of course, stuffing, salad, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie, um, the table side buffet. To answer your question, Phil Mackey, $23.95. The single plate dinner, $16.95. Park Tavern is the place to be. You know what, too? Thanksgiving buffets are great when they're not in your house. Because then you don't have to clean up. Then there's no, like, pain in the ass cleanup. You got to clean all the dishes. Okay, or you gotta... when, when you go to someone else's home for a meal, do you ever offer, A, do you do that? And, B, do you ever offer like to help to... clean up? Oh, boy. I think the last time I did that was when I was at the in-laws um, in Iowa years ago. I don't think I do. So, no. but, And when you do, it's probably it's always... like, hey, is there anything I can do to help clean up? And in your head, you're like, please say no, please say no. Please and they do no. say no. Like, when's yeah. the last time that a person said, yeah, you can pick up all those Here's dishes. And Here's what you do. You clear the table. You clear the, you grab everyone's plates. You clear the table. Then it looks like you've done something. But you don't do the dishes. Yep. On the road, though? Pro move. If you invite me to your house, mm-hmm. you you are taking on cleanup as far as I'm concerned. Okay, Yes, so if I'm but playing in order a road to be game, a, like a good, gracious human, to yeah, get you might say, back "Can I help?" Places. Oh, I I'll pick up my own dish, but I'm not going to clear your table. I'll pick up my dish and put it in your sink. Well, and this then is you... me gaslighting the host that I've helped. I've just I've 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 got. I, I don't think it's a hundred percent right here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary though. You you were playing a road game, so like if you're playing, they it's their stadium. They got to take care of the stadium. Yeah, but this is why maybe Declan has deeper human connections than you in some cases. You know, well, I don't want like you to invite me to back people. necessarily, so I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool with this. But anyway, Park Tavern. Judd's a dinner del- guest sociopath is what yeah. we're Delicious yeah. Thanksgiving buffet available. And yes, beer as well. Uh, Park Tavern in my neck of the woods here, St. Louis Park, located off Louisiana Avenue South. And also for your group gatherings, nothing like Park Tavern. Check out parktavern.net for more details. And you know what? They're going to clean up for you. You don't have to worry about anything it's there. Great, My friend yeah. Cheryl and Phil, they'll oh, clean I, up for you. Can I bring that plate back yeah. to the kitchen? No, stay yeah. out of our kitchen. No, Just no, leave. get the hell Here's out of the here. Bill. Yeah. Uh, hey, underdog fantasy is a great way to uh, enjoy watching sports even more. That's right. Yeah, they have obviously a lot of great options, including in-game specials, which I love to do. So, you know, you're watching the Vikings game or even you're watching a primetime game, right? They'll, they'll, give, they'll send you little notifications and they'll say, hey, only for a little bit. You got a little tush push special maybe coming up. You got a little goal line stand special. There's plenty of options. There's even defensive props on underdog fantasy, not just offense. Okay, so your defensive friends, you can get you can get some props there in underdog fantasy. Promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. We love seeing those slips too, so if you have any winning slips from underdog fantasy, love to shout them out. Love to show them here on Purple Daily. Hit me up at Dex Tweets or send us a feedback note. Go to underdog fantasy and promo code SCORE. Football. Okay, Forever Purple says, great show. Consume you guys every day. Thank you, Forever Purple. Instead of talking about a quarterback, which I think we've done a lot of, why don't we talk about drafting a great running back and some defensive help? I mean, wouldn't running back not... Like, they made the right decision on Dalvin Cook. I don't know if anyone would even debate that at this point. And they probably could have gotten him back if they wanted to at the deadline. The Jets are barely using him. So they made the right decision there, but then they overestimated how much juice was left with Alexander Madison, and they probably overestimated Dwayne McBride and Ty Chandler. So doesn't Mm -hmm. that now become, in terms of making your offense even more explosive and 
more consistent running back becomes a big priority not first round but like right. it's a big priority right yeah third round right like you like you can they they have done a remarkable job of not finding one that's what i am amazed by like mcbride i guess they fanned on chandler they clearly just don't trust like i've seen enough from chandler that i would give give him a, a go um acres felt like he was really coming into his own uh, as he got hurt but yes, I would say I would say that there's no reason why this team can't find a capable running back in like the third round or sign one. It's not that hard. Yeah, there should be. They're making rather, it too hard. I'd rather not sign one because it's like if you can just how many teams just find like Isaiah Pacheco, right? Like Isaac or whatever. Isaac Pacheco. Yeah. Naga, Naga, not going to play here in Minnesota. Rutgers. You know He's at Rutgers. No one ever even Seven cared about him. You should just be able to find a guy like yeah. third, fourth, fifth, sixth round that can go carry the ball 150 times for you without paying $5 million or something in free agency. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I wouldn't pay big. Yep. All right. Well, we weathered. Hey, we, we had a little bit of a Josh Dobbs like performance there, right? Where like uh, we took a safety was, there technologically. So and, Dex and I crapped out and you didn't. Is that what I heard you saying? I think we all crapped out briefly and then you guys stayed crapped out longer. I think is what happened. Mm. Felt like the old days for me. It was very, it's frightening to see that again. Like that, just <laughs> the, the old days? circle back. Like l- last year, it felt like my computer crapped out way oh. more. The, the, now the, I got the new mic. I got the new computer. Yeah. I got all my stuff in order. There was a time oh. period of like three or four months where at 11 a.m. on the nose, Judd would crap out for five minutes. Yep. Like 11. Every, between, it was yep. every Friday every at 11 Friday o'clock. Yeah. At yeah. 11 a.m. Yeah. So that's where I had like a bad flashback. It was weird, but are we made it? We made it to the end of feedback Fine Friday work. here. Yes. Fine work. Thank you guys. If you haven't already, please click that subscribe button and the like button on the purple daily YouTube channel. As we look to grow this incredible community of Vikings fans looking forward to this game on Sunday, we've got purple picks on Saturday and then Vikings vent line live right here on the purple daily YouTube channel, right after the Vikings and saints are done. So thank you guys. Appreciate you. And we will see you for some official picks tomorrow. Hey, everyone. My name is Phil Mackey. Welcome to Stepping Up, presented by Federated Insurance, where we talk to next generation business owners and leaders about their processes, the challenges they face, their leadership philosophies, their vision for the future of business. And our guest, as you can see, if you're watching this episode, um, is uh, someone that um, has helped craft one of my personal favorite restaurant chains, whether it's Red Cow or Red Rabbit. Under the same umbrella, Michael Giacomini, uh, Director of Finance, officially for Red Cow and Red Rabbit. And um, we appreciate you coming on, man. We'd love to just sort of dive into what led you up to your ventures with Red Cow Red Rabbit and sort of what you see for the future. So thanks for coming on. So we started 10 years ago. Actually, my mom and dad founded it. Um, we have a long history of working in restaurants. My mom was in restaurant distribution for 30 years. My dad ran different restaurants. I've worked in restaurants. My grandpa was in distribution. So there's a lot of food and restaurants going on um, on our side of the family. You guys don't just hire people at Red Cow, Red Rabbit. Um, You've even put employees through leadership training at Red Cow, Red Rabbit. So what is that process like for you guys? Who do you look to hire? Um, What is your leadership philosophy? You're not just like, all right, we're going to hire a chef. We're going to hire a you know, uh, a server, just get on out there and, and do your thing. It seems like there's more thought put into it. 
I was super fortunate that my dad was very much so about leadership development. And he always has said, we're a leadership development company that happens to serve cheeseburgers is kind of his tagline. And I love that tagline. So over the years, we've invested in different leadership coaches or different leadership classes um, to help grow our internal team members in order to become better leaders because it's so important. We think everything starts with leadership for them. And then when it comes to hiring, we came up with our mission statement, like I said, which is to create radiant fans. And then we have our four core values, which are we care tons, we want to win, we love this, and team first. And we really interview around those four core values. And our philosophy is, is if we can hire someone that matches with those, we can teach them how to serve cheeseburgers. Awesome, man. Uh, Well, this has been uh, Stepping Up, presented by Federated Insurance. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching.